I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts, and your host for today. In the studio with me, we have uh, four guests, actually, representing the Seraphin String Quartet, hence the four. Kate Ransom, Larry uh, Stomberg, Esme Allen Creighton, and Lisa Valpel. Welcome. Thanks. Good to be here. And I did not do that in the order of, actually, the instruments you play. Both Kate and uh, Lisa are violinists for the quartet. Esme, you are the violist. That's right. That is correct. And Larry, the cello. That's right. Great. And I got everybody's names right, correct, I hope? Sounds good. good. Got it. Okay, good, good. Uh, we've had you on here in, in different combinations in the past, but the Seraphim String Quartet always has some exciting news about uh, performances and, and repertoire that you're doing. Uh, so it's, it's great to have you back in the studio. Uh, let's start uh, for our listeners who are a little newer to the show and uh, to the Delaware uh, art scene. Uh, a little bit of background about the Seraphim String Quartet. Kate, you're the founder, I believe. So, Well, I'm the remaining founding member, but uh, four of us founded it actually back in 2001. Um, by chance, I was asked to put together a quartet program for the Wilmington Public Library. And so I put together a group, um, especially around a friend of mine, Tony, Tony Simmons, a violist, um, who I had a great uh, rapport with. And we built a quartet just for that one concert. But we had such a great time, we decided we were going to continue. And so here we are all these 15 years later, and the quartet has had a lot of changes um, through the 15 years, but we have had a wonderful stability for the last few years with this marvelous combination of my colleagues. It's been a really wonderful experience. Now, the membership of the quartet has has evolved over time. Let's hear a little bit about each of you and your backgrounds and what brought you to this place in your professional career. Kate, we'll start with you as one of the founding members. Oh, well, that's like really a long story, but um, (laughs) in a nutshell, I came to Wilmington in 1999 to accept a position as the director of the what was then the Wilmington Music School, which is now the Music School of Delaware. And that's been just a fantastic experience for me and um, an honor to and a privilege to help uh, that organization move forward. Um, of course, being a chamber musician since my youth, basically that's the reason I became a violinist was to play string quartets. Um, I always was looking to play in chamber music combinations, and in that period of my life, I was not looking to play string quartets. I was doing a lot of collaborating with piano and string combinations, working with First and Central and David Shalott and um, um, putting together a lot of programs for him over the early years when I uh, returned to this area from my former position in Florida. Um, But then this opportunity kind of came out of the blue with the Wilmington Public Library asking for um, a string quartet combination. And with my partner at the time, the violist Tony Simmons, um, I was really inspired to try to do that again and uh, take it seriously. So we did. We put a quartet together, but our mission was to work really hard. We had a year to prepare the program and to be to take it really seriously and not just throw it together, um, which is a lot harder to do with four strings than with a piano and string combination. The piano is kind of like a more automatic glue that helps the group um, unite together. Um, so we put that together, and then they asked us for a name 
to publicize the concert, and we didn't have a name. So um, I took the name from my violin, the maker of my violin, Sanctus Seraphin, S-E-R-A-F-I-N, and that was the first time we played under the name Seraphin Quartet. For me, this is my second venture into serious quartet playing. Um, it inv- the, the Seraphin Quartet's process has evolved to become more and more serious over the 15 years um, and more and more concerted, you know, more time, more attention, more experience, more challenges. It's been a, a great experience. Originally, though, my first uh, professional activity when I finished formal education was to play string quartets with the Alexander String Quartet, which actually still exists. Um, and I was a founding member of that quartet, and that was a, also a really wonderful experience. Hmm. Larry, I think you're the next senior member of the quartet, right? Uh, that's correct. So, so it, what brought you here? Uh, well, I moved to Delaware actually to accept a position at the University of Delaware uh, as the cello professor there, and this was back in 2004. And uh, an interesting thing, I'd, I've uh, always been an avid chamber musician, and uh, string quartet was always a dream of mine, uh, but life circumstances and uh, career paths, you know, sometimes change a little bit. And uh, I was enjoying very much university teaching. I had been teaching already for about eight, nine years uh, at the university level before coming to UD. And then one day in uh, early 2006, so uh, 10 years ago now, uh, I was actually taking out my recycling and I saw this letter, this envelope that was from Seraphin String Quartet. And it, it nearly got thrown out in the recycling. And I thought, oh, well, I, I know who these folks are. And so I opened the letter, and so they were uh, looking for a cellist. Um, and I, so it nearly didn't happen, actually, <laughs> for me being the Seraphin Quartet, because it would have been in the recycling. But uh, So I responded uh, to the letter and uh, did a reading uh, with the group in March of 2006. And uh, things worked out. We all hit it off. And... It's been a really wonderful 10-year ride since. Uh, Before being in Delaware, I was uh, sort of hopped around a little bit with faculty positions in Oklahoma and Missouri, um, originally from the Southwest, uh, but have been uh, fortunate to always have had my hand in chamber music one way or another and still do a lot of uh, mixed chamber music and recital playing whenever I can. Uh, But the quartet has been my family uh, for the the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. How about you, Lisa? I think you're next in line in terms of tenure. Well, I'm actually the newest member of the quartet, but I'm happy to give my story if you'd like. Let's see. Um, I joined the quartet in 2013 and probably came from sort of different circumstances than the other members. I'd spent a long time with a sort of varied orchestral career and always had chamber music as part of my um, existence, but... It was often with friends and really for fun, and I would, you know, perform a concert and then, you know, make another group and do a different concert, that kind of thing. And when I heard that the Seraphin Quartet had an opening uh, in violin, it just seemed like, wow, this is something that I could do as a serious endeavor, uh, sort of in a long-term way, and that was really great, just 
Because for me, I think, you know, quartet playing has always been sort of on that top level of what you could do um, expressively with music. So um, I I heard there was an audition that was going to happen, and that ended up being somewhat drawn out, I guess over several months. Uh, I remember you know, getting the repertoire that we'd perform. And this was a list of at least six different quartets, movements from at least six or eight quartets, something like that. And um, we set a date and, you know, I spent a couple months preparing and we got together and we spent about five hours reading music one day. And it was sort of varying levels of, you know, getting together to get to know each other as musicians. I, I knew um, a couple members. I knew Kate peripherally and, and Larry a bit. I hadn't met Esme before, but we spent several hours sort of playing through some music and then we kind of got a little more serious and, and started actually doing rehearsal. And then, you know, that day ended, it was a, a great day, um, ended up having, we decided we would have a concert as sort of a trial concert and I don't, it worked out and here I am three years later and it's kind of been a magnificent uh, trip. And it's kind of fun actually because we're, I think we're going to talk about a concert we have coming up, but one of my audition pieces that I brought to the table was the Shostakovich Third Quartet, which now we're uh, bringing to New York with us in our upcoming concert. Esme, a little bit about you. Hi, well, um, I am like Larry. I moved to Delaware for a University of Delaware professorship position, and actually Larry was the first person I met in Delaware, or I should say smiling away at the Philadelphia airport. I was in Ohio, when, uh, actually trying to sort of resuscitate a college string quartet. I was doing a, I don't know what you'd call it, reunion concert with three other friends from um, my college days. And I got this email saying, would you like to audition for the University of Delaware um, viola position? And so, yeah, I count myself very lucky to have um, been able to take advantage of that opportunity. I hopped on a plane. I came to Delaware for that purpose and actually had a gig with the Seraphin Quartet before I even started working at UD because their violist at the time couldn't play a certain concert, and I guess it was just sort of natural. Well, okay, um, you know, Esme's the new local violist. Let's let's give her a call. And it's such a small musical community. Their violist at the time is actually an old friend of mine. We had the same teacher at um, Juilliard. And I think he was the one who mentioned my name originally um, to, you know, enter me into the pool of candidates they were considering for both the UD position and the the Seraphin position. But I like to say I had the most relaxed Seraphin audition experience possible because I didn't really know it was occurring. (laughs) They just kept inviting me to play concerts And so they just got to see how I work, and I got to see how they work, and we played concerts, and I didn't really know that um, they were looking for someone. Um, So I just got to enjoy playing concerts with this wonderful group, and then one day they called me and said, well, how would you like to join the group? And I said, "Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm, definitely. Great, well, go ahead, Kate. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to say a word about 
<clears throat> excuse me, quartet process um, because you hear these different stories about how each person became aware of an opening mm-hmm. and how the group transformed. But some of the transformations in a 15-year period for an organization are uh, because of circumstance, like, you know, in our case, a dramatic death of uh, our original violist suddenly threw the group into the need to respond to that um, at a time when we were kind of reeling just from the experience of the loss. Mm-hmm. Um, so that initiated a chain of changes in the viola seat, and each one of the people that we worked with we truly enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But the fit of a quartet and quartet life is just a, a complex thing. So we were very delighted when we had this opportunity to get to know Esme over quite a long period of time while we still had a temporary violist who we knew was not going to stay forever in the group but had agreed to stay for a couple of years. But you kept that secret. Wow. <laughs> the the process when Lisa joined the group was really organized. It was, an, it was a national search. We had plenty of lead time. Um, but anyway, the thing I want to say about it in a, in uh, to encapsulate the thought is to do anything well and for anything to grow and develop you have to stick with it and so for a quartet we're we're forming one organism out of four individuals mm-hmm. and um so the longer we can have a compatible um really effective working relationship with the four quote right people that's the path to becoming truly excellent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, we've heard we've heard now about each of you, and, and I love your your uh, concept of, of the organism that it really is a single unit that has to come together and, and grow. Uh, and, and I want to pursue that, but first remind our listeners that you're tuned into News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV uh, with Delaware State of the Arts. Our guests today are the representatives of the Seraphin String Quartet, Kate Ransom, Esme. Uh, I'm drawing blanks here. Sorry, Esme, Esme Allen Creighton, Larry Stomberg, and Lisa Vautel. Uh, I've been off the air too long. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's great having you here. Uh, just amazing backgrounds, and I read a little bit about your bios. I mean, the training that you've all gotten is, is uh, you know, indicative of, of just the finest in, in uh, professional training. I, I noted that all of your instruments are like two or three centuries old. Uh, have you ever thought about upgrading to a new model? <laughs> no, we prefer to downgrade. The downer, the better. <laughs> no, I mean, it's very impressive. But let's hear a little bit now about how this organism that has come together and is, is continues to evolve uh, is now um, planning some uh, public programming. Anyone? Yeah. <laughs> I'll take this. Uh, we've we've actually got a really exciting sort of second half of our season uh, coming up uh, this this spring. We have uh, the, the probably the 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 most exciting thing for us. It's always fun to to travel, uh, and it's especially fun to travel to New York uh, to perform a concert. And in March, on the fourteenth of March, a Monday evening, uh, we're playing at Weill Recital Hall, which is the recital hall in Carnegie Hall, uh, for a, a program. That's uh, featuring the third Shostakovich string quartet that Lisa mentioned earlier, uh, as well as the big orchestral Grieg string quartet. And we're giving, uh, this is very exciting, we're giving New York premieres of uh, two works by a very young composer, Julia Adolph, a young American composer who was uh, a classmate of Esme's uh, at Juilliard and now lives in, in Los Angeles. 
and uh, so we we're excited to to do that and and bring new things uh, to to New York, which is uh, an event uh, whenever that happens. Uh, we also have some some concerts leading up to that uh, more locally uh, on the. 16th of February, I think it is, or is it the 15th? The 16th. Uh, we're playing uh, at uh, the University of Delaware, uh, and that is uh, a program that's featuring much of the same music, although instead of the Grieg Quartet, we're, we'll be playing the Borden Second String Quartet, beautiful, um, wonderful romantic work. Uh, and that's at Gore Recital Hall at, at UD, uh, which is one of our favorite spaces. And we, uh, we're a, the resident string quartet at UD, so it's, uh, it's home uh, for us. And then uh, I believe it's the, the next night uh, we're playing those Julia Adolph works uh, at the Music School of Delaware in Wilmington uh, as part of a, an exciting program of all women composers. Can I mention um, that program? This is Kate <laughs> on uh, Wednesday, the 17th of February. It's actually dedicated to um, the memory of Anthony Simmons, who was the original violist of Seraphim Quartet, and um, the, some of the proceeds go to support a scholarship fund that carries his name as well at the school. And um, and he would love the idea that it's an all-women composers concert. Tony would be the champion of everyone achieving whatever they can. Um, and also in that program, there'll be other. Uh, women composers featured like Rebecca Clark, I believe Esme might be playing the Clark Sonata, um, with with a pianist from our school, Jennifer Campbell. And Jennifer Campbell, who's on our faculty and is an alum of the Music School of Delaware, she's going to play one of her own original works. And also we're going to have Holly Rodefeld, a wonderful pianist, performing some works on that program. So it'll be a, a very interesting program. Now, Larry, you mentioned uh, that Seraphim String Quartet is the quartet in residence at the University of Delaware. Um, what, what comes with that, the perks and the expectations of being a quartet in residence? Uh, well, I, I think m many quartets, if you asked uh, any string quartet, they would think that a, a college residency would be a really uh, a great perk because you have a home base that way, a place where you can do some concerts uh, and just have an identity and uh, sort of home fans, if you will. Uh, so we do have that as part of our residency at, at UD. We do at least a couple of concerts a year, a couple of formal concerts a year. We try to do some other outreach things on campus. Uh, and uh, a lot of our duties uh, as the resident quartet center around our work with the students. So we give uh, at least three master classes each semester uh, to student chamber groups that are working. Uh, and they'll be in coachings uh, weekly with the faculty, a lot of times with myself or with Esme. Uh, and then uh, they get to work with us in a more public master class type of setting. Uh, and then they present their own concert uh, each semester. And that's been really just wonderful for us to get to work with them and see their growth uh, as they sort of aspire to, to just play chamber music at higher and higher levels all the time. Now we have a few minutes left, but before I forget, uh, would someone care to share how our listeners can get more information about the Seraphim String Quartet? Okay, sure. Um, the best way is our website, which is seraphinquartet.org, so that's S-E-R-A-F-I-N quartet.org. Um, and there's a lot of information about us. There's actually even some sound recordings that people could listen to if they'd like. Mm -hmm. And I believe you have at least one CD, do you not, that's available? 
We've actually done two commercial okay. recordings. The most recent was the early chamber works of Jennifer Higdon. Those were world premiere recordings, and that's on the Naxos label. And our debut disc was on the Centaur label, um, and we released that, I believe, in 2010. We have about two minutes left, and maybe this is an unfair question to ask late in the in this time period, but I'm curious, as uh, a quartet, uh, Kate, you talked about the, the notion of being a single organism, but at the same time, as a quartet, you're, you're in a way soloists. I mean, you're, you're the only musician on your particular part, unlike a symphony orchestra where there are going to be more than, you know, one musician on a particular part. Could you? I'd love to hear just a little bit again, briefly, about that balance between being the soloist, being that exposed musician on the part, but also being that you know part of that organism that has to be listening to each other. Well, I'd say in the quartet, it's you feel like you have your own voice and you're representing yourself, but you're always reaching out to the other players, whether it's one you know, two or three at a time for that conversation that you can draw the other members into. And so that's what makes it, I guess, a living, breathing organism. It's always changing because as a soloist, you might play something and nobody else is there to respond to what you do. But in a quartet, the voices are continually changing. You, I don't know what Esme is going to say to me in the moment when we play this duet that we've, you know, rehearsed many a time. But she might, you know, decide to take a new twist. And then I get to respond to that in the moment. And so that's what's particularly interesting, I think, about playing works that are hundreds of years old, but always giving it that fresh perspective based on what, you know, we're each saying in the moment. Yeah, or Lisa might, you know, I might have a muscle spasm that Lisa <laughs> interprets artistically, and then, you know, it triggers a chain of artistic events that are totally unexpected. I'm joking a little bit, but there is a lot of spontaneity, as there would be in any kind of conversation. Yes, we're playing music that was um, written before, but I would liken the experience to, um, I don't know, say you prepare... Um, talking to someone and you know what you're going to say but you're not sure exactly how you say it and then that conversation comes alive which is what makes it the live music so exciting Seraph and String Quartet thanks so much for joining us today Esme, Larry, Lisa and Kate thank you thank you, thank you.